0: Thank you for listening to this podcast by the River Family Christian Center. We pray that this message strengthens and encourages you in your walk with God. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, help. We thank you, Lord, for all that you're doing. I pray your words are mine, and I pray mine are yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, so we've been talking about walking in the Spirit, and... um, So to walk in the Spirit literally means that you are going to walk in a relationship with Jesus. Boiling it down to something very simple. You are going to walk in a relationship with Jesus. Jesus is a person through Holy Spirit by which we have relationship. He is the person, our Savior, our King, our Lord, our Deliverer, our Redeemer, our our Healer, our everything. And because of that, we can now walk with Him in everything that He's called us to be. But when we walk with Him, it comes at a cost. And I sometimes think that when it comes at a cost, sometimes we get to see it firsthand. Praise the Lord. So, because the cost is stepping out in faith so that we would be able to fulfill what God has for us. And that's, that requires us to do what He's called us to do. So, I'm just going to read this just so I can say we still are in the, the, the Galatians 5. Galatians 5 says this, it says uh, in verse 16, I I say then, walk in the Spirit and you will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh, for the flesh lusts against the Spirit and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, hearsays, envies dr- envies, murderers, drunkenness, revelries, of the like which I tell you beforehand, just as I have told you in times past that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God but the fruit of the spirit is love joy, peace, long-suffering kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such there is no law and those who are crucified who have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. So, look at your neighbor and say, walk in, walk in the Spirit. That means that you and I are going to do things we wouldn't normally do. That means you and I are going to be way, in a way that we wouldn't normally be. But with God, we're going to follow after Him. Amen? So, here's the reality. Go with me into uh, Matthew. As we look at Matthew... So... How many of you all know that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever? We see that in Hebrews. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And because he is the same yesterday, today, and forever, what he, what he does is he looks for the church to be found in that place where we are looking for the preceding word, right? Let's say preceding word. So the preceding word is the word that comes directly from the mouth of God, currently, currently. Now, we know that the, the written word is the Logos word, or the written word, but we also know that when Jesus was tempted by Satan, one of the things that he said in, he, in Matthew chapter 4, he said, uh, G, Satan is tempting Jesus, and he says, um, if you are the Son of God, command these stones to become bread. And he answered him and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds present tense, present tense, that proceeds from the mouth of God. So by His Spirit, He speaks to us. By His Spirit, He communicates to us. By His Spirit, we hear from the Spirit of God what He is saying to us today, so that what we would do is we would move into the fullness of what God has for the church. Can you say amen? Now, when that begins to happen, a revelation of truth begins to take place, and there is a release of destiny that happens when we say yes, there is a release of purpose that happens when we say yes, and what takes place is we go beyond what we normally would do, and we step into the current place where Jesus is. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and if we're going to be led by the Spirit, that means we're going to be where He is, correct? So in order for me to be where He's at, that means I've got to go ahead and be led by Him in all situations and circumstances. Can you say Amen. So what happens is the Lord is looking for those who will grab a hold of the truth of who He is and and declare it and grab a hold of it and say, Lord, I trust you. Now, let's look to Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 11, it says this, it says, Now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen are not made by things which are visible. So by faith, look at your neighbor and say, by faith. By faith, by faith, by faith, by faith. faith. How do we receive prayer? By faith. How do we receive our breakthrough? By faith. How do we walk in the spirit? By faith. You will walk in the spirit by faith. As you come to hear his voice, you will walk in the spirit by faith for what he wants for you. And as you do, you'll begin to fulfill the things that God's called you to. And it means that it's going to be different than what you normally would have done in the past. So it goes on here in Hebrews eleven six. It says here, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For those who come to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He is a rewarder. Look at your neighbor and say, he's a rewarder. So he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And if we follow hard after him, he will reward us and he will begin to give us the truth of who he is. He will begin to give us rewards that are eternal, which carry into the natural. So what happens is God is a supernatural God and he visits us and he comes to us and he habitates with us in the natural. And he takes things from the supernatural, and he puts them into the natural. By faith, we access that which is in the supernatural, and we bring it into the natural. Does that make sense? By faith, we grab a hold of our healings, and we bring them into the natural. Now, the process of the supernatural going into the natural may take time, but by faith, we receive what we believe. Amen? By faith, we receive what we believe. If we're going to walk in the Spirit, that means I'm going to do things according to what Jesus does. I'm going to do things according to what His Word says. But I'm going to listen for the preceding word that flows from His mouth. And I'm going to grab a hold of the promises of God that I can fulfill everything that He says I can. Amen? Okay. Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8 in verse 1 it says when he had come down the mountain a great multitude followed him and behold a leper came and worshipped him and said Lord if you are willing you can make me clean then Jesus put out his hand and touched him saying I am willing be cleansed immediately his leprosy was cleansed he said I am willing look at your neighbor and say he is willing so uh, I walked. I walked in tonight, and um, um, and I just really felt the Lord begin to deal with me about the Lord is wanting to move on the hearts of of, of certain people tonight. So I want to kind of I want to kind of preface this because how many of y'all know that there are services where God comes and He touches everybody, right? And there are services where God comes and He kind of is after a certain people. It's like, he, not, not in a bad way, it's like he's wanting to just minister to that person, or minister to those people, and, and, and what happens is, is when he ministers to them, he's wanting to answer things, and, and so all night I've just had this, even while in worship, and I, I just, I, I really believe, I believe this is the Lord, but so the Lord is wanting to touch tonight, to touch certain women tonight who are believing for babies, And he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen? He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, we need to understand in the kingdom, God already sees the end from the beginning and the beginning from the end. Can I tell you that God already sees our children? He saw our children before eternity, before eternity was created. And yes, before eternity was created. So he saw our children then. He saw our grandchildren then. He saw the children that we were to have then. Now, this gets into a lot of sticky stuff where people get really uh, adamant about God doesn't do things like this, God doesn't do things like that. I'm just telling you from my experience, he does. I'm telling you from my experience, he does. So when Becky and I got married... We, and some of you have heard this testimony, and if you have, please just bear with me. I'm doing this to build faith. If God, God is no respecter of persons. No respecter of persons. When Becky and I got married, my mom had been really sick. And uh, she developed inflammatory breast cancer. And what happened was they gave her six weeks to live. Mom lived three years. It was amazing. That in of itself was a miracle. And what happened was, during that time, I went on an uh, extended fast. I believe I was it was a forty day fast. And uh, while I was fasting, I we were praying one night. I was really seeking the Lord and really desiring after Him. And the Lord spoke to me, and He said, He showed me. He He showed me. Um, asher and he showed me hannah and uh oh, i was i was i was all of a sudden in a vision an open vision and we see that visions happen according to the word of god we see in the, in the bible that men had visions men of in the old testament had visions and in the book of revelations we see that john had a vision we see that paul had a vision we see that peter had a vision in the book of acts we see that there are visions that take place and we are a church that believes in those things So I had this vision, and while I have this vision, I'm in heaven, and I'm in, the only way I know how to describe it, it's like the hall of faith. Now, I want you to understand, I'm giving it my terms, I'm not saying this is what it's really called. I don't know that, and I'm not putting doctrine to this. I'm just telling you my experience, okay? And and as I saw this, I saw Jesus, and he was standing at a book. And as he was uh, as he was standing at the book, my mom uh, was um, was in the process and she of uh, process of of passing, and uh, she was in the final stages of, of of her of her life, final days of her life. And um, I, I said, Lord, what is this? I, I, sh- I saw the book, and He said, It's your family. And I saw my mom's name. I saw my dad's name. I saw. Uh, my name I saw Becky's name I saw our kids and I said well who's this and it was Asher and it had it had our kids and it had Asher and Hannah and it had Judah I said who's this and he said it's your son it's Judah and um I was overwhelmed at the time and I was praying and I was asking the Lord you know Lord I I don't really know what to think about this And I come out of this vision and I just, I was overwhelmed with the presence of God was just so strong. And so I had people say this would never happen. God doesn't work like this. And again, I'm just telling you, he did for me. And so what happened was I, uh, Becky and I had had uh, Asher. And I believe we were in the process of having Hannah. We had not had Hannah yet. We knew that we wanted to have a little girl. We believed that we were to have a little girl. And it was amazing to me that we already, he already knew who they were before we did. And their names were already written. And their names were already written in such a way that what happened was, as uh, as, as we, as we uh, were married there, you know, it was, it was, we would have Hannah. And at the end, uh, after having Hannah, we kind of thought we were done. And uh, because we, I thought, well, I'm getting older, and we thought, well, the busyness of the church and the different things that were going on, and I just don't know if this is really something that we want to continue to do, blah, 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 and so we would go back and forth on whether we wanted to have Judah or not. She would say yes, I would say no. Anybody ever have those moments? Anyway, some of you may not. Anyways, so uh, anybody have those moments where you're like, I want spaghetti, no, I want ravioli? Okay, thank you. So we would have those moments and we would, we would, one say no, one would say yes and vice versa and uh, finally we had agreed on not doing it. We had just agreed on not doing it and uh, uh, long story short, I was in Columbus at a church and I was there and this young boy comes up and the speaker goes, young man, what's your name? And the young boy goes, Judah. I begin to bawl, I begin to weep, I just begin to cry just profusely and I can not figure out why. I knew why but I was resisting God. And the as I would as I would go on I would just kind of pass it off as that's just that's just whatever. And uh, we would go when we would time would pass and and I told Becky about it I said, that was really weird. And one one night I have a dream and as I, I'm having this dream It, uh, this little hand is put on my chest, and he said, "Daddy, why won't you have me?" And I woke up crying, and uh, like I, it, it broke me. And we went, we talked with a prophetess friend of ours, and uh, she and we were like, you know, you would think after that you would be like, "Okay, God wants us to do this." And we were still like, I don't know, you know, because some of the people that we had talked to who were in a point of leadership at the time were, were telling us that the church was really kind of, we were too busy with the church, we don't need any more kids. And you know, it's funny how religion wants to tell you what to do, but Jesus wants to pull you into destiny. He wants to pull us into destiny, not push us, but lead us. You know, when we're leading someone, we're kind of pulling them a little bit. And so, as we, uh, as we, went, as we went on, we talked with a, this prophetess friend of ours, and we were talking with her, and I said, this is what happened, and this is what happened, and this is what happened. And she just says, stop, stop. She says, why won't you just obey God? And Becky was at the time, was 37, and I was, uh, I was 40, hitting on 40. And, um, and so we went ahead and we had Judah. And Shonda had a song about Judah at the time. And I remember when she sang it, it like, it, it, I, I, we were back in the old sanctuary and it broke me. I had to have Adam come up. I'm like, Adam, take the service. I just had to go back into the office because I was just, it was such a holy moment before the Lord. And, and, the Lord began to speak to me while I was back there in, that, in the office at the time. And, he's, and he began to speak to me about the destinies of children. I've never shared this before. But he said that our, our children are marked with destinies that we have no idea about because our children carry promises that were given generations before us. And he said that our children were ones who were inheritors of a promise. And not only inheritors of a promise, but our children were his inheritance. And I can prove that through scripture. Ephesians chapter 1 talks about the revelation of the saints and Knowing the, the 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 glorious inheritance that is as, is in the revel- in the inheritance of the saints, we are His inheritance. And that's Ephesians chapter one. But you you know, we are His inheritance, and our children are His inheritance. And He wants to move upon us tonight for those who are wanting children, because your children. Are not only your heirs but your children are your inheritance our children are the inheritance of the king and he wants us to come to that place to where those things that have held us back and I I, as I was coming in tonight I just began to see almost like something trying to block uh, block a, a a baby, and I just saw that, and it was very very vivid to me. And I just believe that the Lord is wanting to move upon uh, women couples tonight for those who are believing God for for babies, and in the process, He's wanting to touch, and He's wanting to heal, and He's wanting to help in moving along those areas where. Maybe you haven't been able to conceive before, but he's wanting to touch you so that you can now. And in the process, it's so important to him because the children represent the promise. Our children represent the promise. That's one of the things that he spoke to me when I was in the office. He said that, he said that they were our, were our inheritance and they were his inheritance and that the children represent the promise, the promise that we would have, that we would be fruitful and that we would multiply and that we would continue on the earth. And many people, I've had some people say, well, I would hate to have a kid in this, kind of, in this kind of environment. I wouldn't. I absolutely have a kid in this kind of environment because kids are birthed with purpose. Kids are birthed with destiny. Kids are birthed in an atmosphere where the Lord is still moving in their midst. I absolutely would continue to stand strong in the Lord. I would not back down. I would stand strong and I would have faith for what God wants to do. So with that being said, it's either really good or really bad, right? If that, if that is you, I just want you to come on forward. If, there, if, that's, if there's couples in here or women in here who are believing God for babies and you've been having problems or you're believing God, couples in here, you've been believing God for a child... I just want to invite you I just want to invite you forward, because I believe the Lord wants to touch us tonight, and He wants to minister to us. Amen. Amen. Becky, come on up. The Lord wants to touch and He wants to minister. Now, I want to tell you that God in His goodness, He wants to move upon us in such a way that we're able to see the promise fulfilled. Amen? So, church, walking in the Spirit is a is, is a full-time job. It's a full-time blessing. And we get to walk with God in these things, in these areas. So, what we see here, let me just... Go to this for just a second. We see in Acts chapter 13 that what took place was now the church in Antioch there were certain prophets and teachers, Barnabas and Simeon who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manian who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul and they ministered to the Lord and fasted and the Holy Spirit said I must stop right there. They ministered to the Lord. They ministered to the Lord. They ministered to the Lord. And I just want to tell you that right now, we just want to minister to the Lord. Let's just stand to our feet. Let's just begin to just minister to Him right now. Let's just begin to tell Him, Lord, you're good. Father, we thank you tonight. Holy Spirit, we welcome you here. We we thank you for what you're doing. Just begin to lift your voice with me. We're going to minister to him. We're going to give him praise. We're going to honor him for who he is. Lord, we thank you tonight, Lord, that you are so good, that you are so true, and that you are so pure. Father, we thank you, Lord. That it is your will, Lord, that the blessings be overtaking us. Lord, we thank you That is your will for the promises to be fulfilled in our lives and in our children's children. Father, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, for the fullness of the promise here tonight. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you, Father, for the promises. We thank you, God, for the promises. We thank you, Lord, for the promises tonight. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, God, you're so good, Come on just begin to lift your voice with me. This is what the church has got to get. listen listen this is who we are. You can come out from the chairs if you want to. Just be relaxed. Let's just minister to the Lord. Father, we thank you tonight, Lord. You are so good. You are so true. Lord, we honor you tonight in the name of Jesus. Be glorified, Lord. Be glorified in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you. Be magnified, Lord. Jesus, be magnified in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for being with us today in this service. Now listen, during the service, if you have been ministered to, there's something that happens when the Spirit of God begins to move upon a person. He begins to draw us unto Himself. And I wanna tell you that today is a day of salvation. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, or you've accepted Him at one point in time and your relationship is no longer where it needs to be, then I would ask you to simply repeat this prayer with me. As we pray, I just repeat it with me and let's believe God. He is so faithful and He is so true. Just pray this prayer with me. to say, Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and as my Savior. I repent of my sins. I ask for your forgiveness and your blood to wash me clean. I walk away from my old life and I walk into my new life. Thank you, Lord. I am born again. In Jesus' name, amen. Now listen, if you've prayed that prayer for the first time or if you've rededicated, please comment, let us know. We got some material for you. We would love to absolutely get this into your hands so that it would help you and strengthen you in your walk with the Lord. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to this podcast by the River Family Christian Center. If this message has blessed you and you would like to give financially, Or you would like more teachings from Senior Pastor Dean Wagner, please visit www.theriverfcc.com.